You're listening to Kelly Martin Speaks. I'm your host, Kelly, and the author of When Everyone Shines But You, a self-acceptance blogger and a recovering darkness addict. I've experienced intense anxiety, deep depression, and life trauma, but I'm coming out of the other side now. Darkness was a comfort zone for me for a long time, and it felt safer than the light. So in this podcast, I share with you my journey into the light and how I move through challenge in an empowering way. I'll share with you tools and nurturing ways to embrace your humanity and I'll bring along inspirational teachers to support your journey too. I was once a shy, scared introvert, afraid to speak, but that's all changing. Let's take this journey together and learn to fly. Hi there, welcome back to Kelly Martin Speaks. This is episode 38, and I'm your host, Kelly Martin. In the last episode, I talked about the essential mess before success. The storm before the calm, rather than the calm before the storm. And how life is movement. In this episode, I'm going to talk about something really close to my heart right now. It's about letting go of the familiar. Letting go of expectations. And to move out of our comfort zones. I realised this past week it's been a really, really painful realisation that I've had an expectation of a relationship I'm in right now, a long-term relationship. I've been friends with my friend Michael for probably 15, 16 years. He's my best friend. I love him so much. He's probably what I'd term as family as well. He is always there for me. He's just the greatest support anybody could have as a friend. In the beginning of our friendship, we tried the romance and we tried to be in a relationship together. And such a huge age gap was really difficult for me. Uh, He's in his early 80s and I'm in my early 40s. And it wasn't something that I planned for my life. I didn't think to myself, oh, I think I'll bag myself an 80-year-old today. (laughs) I I didn't think that at all. I had the ideas of uh, that my life would be more normal. But I guess my life's been rather unconventional. So this past week... I realised that I've had expectations of Michael and expectations of our friendship. And I'd been holding on to this expectation that at some point, me and Michael would just work. As in a relationship, a romantic relationship. And I guess I've been holding on to that for 16 years. 
Michael's also a bit of a father figure to me, and he came into my life when I was grieving deeply from the loss of my father. And he really helped me through the pain of that experience. Now, because of Michael's age, I've had a lot of inner reactions to him. We've all got inner children, and my inner child still feels traumatized from the loss of my father. When I see her, I sort of see her in my mind's eye as a five-year-old who's terrified of losing her father. Now, when my father died, I had finally left home properly, officially, completely, and I'd moved down to Gloucestershire in the UK. So I'd really struck out on my own, my own independence. And I think it was about three weeks later he died. Now, it might not seem anything to the conscious mind, but the unconscious mind, the inner child, my inner child, on some level, believed that she was responsible for my father's death. She thought that because she'd struck out on her own, that we'd become independent, I'd become independent, that he left the planet because he was no longer needed anymore. Now, fast forward to today. I haven't really been able to fully embrace my own independence, emotionally, uh, financially. I've always felt like I've relied on other people, men especially, and I haven't been very self-sufficient. And I know now that it's because that inner child is scared that if I become independent, if I become self-sufficient, that Michael will leave this planet also. And of course he will at some point, and I don't know when that is. It's out of my control. But my inner child felt on some level she could control that by making sure that we weren't independent, that we did need Michael on every level. So I'm facing a really deep sense of loss and grief right now. Because I'm finally letting go of the expectation that that relationship will be in the romantic sense. In a way, my inner child thought, if I can just get this romantic side to work, that I could hold on to him and I can control the circumstances. I can stop him from leaving, dying. On some level, that little five-year-old child thought she had that in her power to do this. But as we tried over the years many times to uh, connect intimately. And as beautiful as it was on and off throughout the time that we did it, it never really worked. It wasn't easy. It wasn't flowing. It wasn't graceful. It wasn't meant to be. It wasn't on our life path in this lifetime. And if, if you believe in other lifetimes or past lives, I do believe that Michael and I have been together many times. I think I've been his mother. He's been my father. We've been lovers. We've been everything. I think in, I think we're a lot more. We're a lot bigger than this one human being that we are now. We're so much vaster. 
So I was trying to fit a square peg into a round hole in a way. I was trying to make a relationship out of something that ticked quite a lot of the boxes for me in the sense of feeling loved and nurtured and supported. But it didn't tick all of the other boxes. So I was trying to fit this relationship into a box it was not meant to be into. And I held on to that for 16 years. Now, I think I've said in other podcasts that if we hold on to something that's not meant to be, we fill a space in our heart that is meant to be for, it could be another man or woman, it could be a career development, it could be gifts expanding and exploring and coming forward, it could be financial abundance, it could be good and positive health, balanced health. But if we fill that space in our heart with something that's not meant to be anymore, and we're holding on really tightly, thinking it will change or it will improve, that we're actually missing out a lot on what life is all about. For me, I've been holding on to the familiar, the comfort zone. And I guess... For many of us, when we're holding on to something, we fear that if we let go, that we will be left with nothing. But sometimes what we hold on to is the very thing that is holding us back. I'm not saying that Michael's holding me back, but the expectation of something being there that's not has been holding me back in life. So I'm letting that go now and it's It's not an easy journey for me. It's quite painful. It brings up a lot of grief. For example, last night, I just, I saw Michael in the kitchen and it was like my inner child, my little five-year-old, she really was there deeply and she was hugging him and crying. And if you'd, he was laughing at me and it was funny because he made me laugh, but if you sort of miniaturized me into a small five-year-old, I definitely was that five-year-old last night. I was stamping my feet in a very distressed way. My lip was going into sort of a, what I call a pet lip. It was quivering and shaking and often what you see in children. My whole body was reacting as if I was that five-year-old again. So the little five-year-old inside, and if you've got a child that's struggling right now, reacts and responds to what's happening in the present, but also in the past, because that inner child is in the past. That reaction, that child doesn't know that it's things have changed or things need to, you need to explore something new or let go of certain ways of being. That inner child is simply living the reality of what it believes to be true. So for me, that little inner child is thinking, daddy's going to die. I've got to stop this. What can I do to stop this? So for you, you might find that you might try and manipulate a situation or change the outcome in some way and not recognize that that inner child is in control is in control of the world and the life that you're taking right now. So when we hold on to the familiar, what happens is it prevents us from growing. 
And we could have outgrown a person. We could have outgrown a place, a thing. And when we're outgrowing things, we may not realize that we're actually, we're scared to take risks. If we're holding onto the familiar, we're scared of taking that new class, that workshop. We're scared of exercising if we want to get healthy. We're scared of becoming independent because that could mean it has a knock-on effect with those things that we're trying to hold on to. So it's a secondary benefit in a way. We might think we want certain things. We may want abundance, love, security. But if we really look at it, we can see that this part of us doesn't want that because it needs to hold on to the status quo because it's much more safer. Well, it feels safe. There's kind of a security in that insecurity. So what I'm saying is what we've all got to do if we're going through a, a time where we're really holding on to something is to trust life. To know that just because we're letting go of someone or something or a place where we live, it doesn't mean that we are going to be left with nothing. We've got to learn to free fall into the net of life and know that there is going to be something safe to catch us. Allow ourselves to fall and trust. And to know that we can't force outcomes. What is meant for us will be preserved and all else will fall away. So while we may be scared that if we let go of a partner or we change jobs or we move a house that we're going to lose something big. But we need to accept that what is left, what is preserved is what's meant to be. Everything else that falls away is meant to fall away. It's part of letting go and trusting in the the dynamic quality of life, the, the movement, the change. It's how nature grows. We are no different. So I hope this has helped you if you're feeling very much stuck in your life. That you may be holding on to patterns or people or places or the past. And ask yourself if there is a space in your heart that is being filled by something you're expecting or trying to control or hold on to. That is not leaving room or space for something wonderful, for expansion, for growth, for a new beginning. Thanks for watching another episode of Kelly Martin Speaks. If you have any questions about this episode or you have any topics that you'd like to have me discuss on Kelly Martin Speaks, email me at kellymartinspeaks at gmail.com. Until next time, bye. Thanks for listening to Kelly Martin Speaks. I'd love to reach more people. 
So if you could subscribe to me on iTunes and leave a review, this really helps. And if you'd like to support my work, pop over to kellymartinspeaks.co.uk to read more, or follow me on social media, or visit my YouTube channel. A donation is always welcome. Thanks everyone. <laughs>